right, everybody, welcome in to episode 15 of the Light the Lamp podcast. I'm your co-host, Nathan Lodemeyer. Hi, I'm Ryan Castle. Ryan Michelson. And I tell you what, we got a jam-packed show for you guys this week. We'll recap all the action from this last weekend. Crazy trip. We took a little bit of a trip up north ourselves. We got some polls to talk about. We got our own version of our polls we're going to bring up too because you know what sometimes they don't quite get it right and we've seen that a lot this year also we'll get into this weekend's action and maybe get a pick of ourselves who we think will light the lamp but ryan's who 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 who, who do you think had a good weekend this weekend i think one team that had a very good weekend was north dakota we saw it in person it was a hard loss for st cloud north dakota really showed that they can still stay up there with the big guys in the league yeah definitely North Dakota I think I was going to say too but I mean a lot of teams obviously you're going to have good weekends because I mean you got to have a winner in these series that's how it goes but no North Dakota was really impressive I was actually really surprised with how they played both nights um, it was kind of really similar to the St. Cloud series that they had back at the Herb it was kind of the first night the home team kind of blows everything away then that second game was really close fortunately St. Cloud couldn't get it done in the shootout but able to take it there for North Dakota was definitely a big one. Yeah, you know, I guess if we just want to dive into the series right here. That first game we were at, uh, at least me and one of the Ryans were. Yep. I, but um, we had glass seats, and if we were a North Dakota fan, we would have been pounding them a lot. 7-1 to one win for them. But unfortunately, we were cheering for St. Cloud, and it, it wasn't the best time, you could say. We did see a beauty with a muzzy right behind us. We did a little interview with him. He was an absolute god. That dude was a beast. But, uh, yeah, you know, St. Cloud, they just couldn't pass a puck for their life throughout the whole game. I mean, North Dakota was getting in the corners hard. They were winning faceoffs, too. At one point, I think it was like 15 to, like, nine seven somewhere in there in favor of North Dakota and that reminded me exactly of last year St. Cloud could not win a faceoff to save their lives and they've been pretty decent with them this year but that whole game was just dominated by North Dakota in every aspect the whole the blue line was just unstoppable for St. Cloud to get in and they were dumping and chasing the puck something that isn't really their identity they're a fast-based team they can just boom they're on one end of the ice and boom they're at the other and that was not the case this week. And they were just dumping it and hoping to maybe get a puck. But we did score one. And that five minutes, maybe the last five minutes of the second period, had a glimmer of hope for St. Cloud. Scoring on the power play. And then Yami Kronola almost banged another one home on the backhand. He just couldn't get it in there. But, yeah, North Dakota just absolutely came. And Ryan, he he had a nice guy sitting next to him, didn't you? You want to talk about him a little bit? <laughs> yeah, this nice guy next to me was a... Typical North Dakota fan, no respect. He kept calling St. Cloud players fat, actually, which doesn't make very much sense. <laughs> uh, one thing I want to touch on this Friday night game, North Dakota had 36 shots and St. Cloud had 20. It's pretty obvious that St. Cloud is going to get smoked in that game. They didn't have double-digit shots in any of the periods. No, that was, that was terrible. I think it's funny, Ryan, that you get the guy that is the, the a-hole sitting right next to he you. He did, too. Like, it was so bad. It, we, when we get the video out, you'll see him. Every single goal, he would just stand up and, you know, do their little finger thing and just mm. look at us. Just <laughs> just stare us down. Dude probably had a couple waters at Spencer. It was, yeah. I don't know. It was so funny. I think he was just trying to show off for his little girlfriend he brought with him. Like, yeah, I know hockey. He even said at one point when Castor got put in after uh, Rennick got pulled, he was like, 
I hope this guy gets injured. It's like, what are you saying, dude? I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know, but. Classy, classy. Yeah. He was just, he's just, I don't think he even knew what hockey was. But uh, that second game, St. Cloud did come back a little bit. We can say, you know, North Dakota did get lucky again. They had a little deflection out front to score first. They scored first both nights. But then St. Cloud scored three unanswered in the first period. They couldn't get a goal outside of that first period. But uh, Micah Miller with his fourth shorthanded goal of the season. He's crazy. That, that leads the whole NCAA. That's, that's just four in a year. I mean, and we're barely over halfway. So yeah. he could see a lot more, but yeah. Um, yeah. Sanderson had a dirty goal in the third. That was just unreal. <sighs> yeah, that second game was weird. It was, you know, it was kind of like a Tetsput St. Cloud game. You know, we kind of been warning this team about a little bit. It's like, and they go out in the first period and they, you know, they have that three to one lead and they're looking really, really solid. And then the second period hits and they just fall flat and they couldn't pick it back up again. Uh, that could either be St. Cloud falling falling flat or North Dakota just picking it up because they had to. But yeah, that was kind of a disappointing ending out of St. Cloud. I was I really wasn't impressed with that, and yeah, it's too bad that it had to end like that. But yeah, we talked to Spencer last week. He said the boys were fired up, but clearly maybe they were fired up about Ozarks instead. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Ozarks in Fortnite. Yeah. But I don't know. North Dakota they hit, they've lost five straight, and three of those being at home. Yeah. I guess it was just time for them. I mean, you can see that after that many losses, it's time. They were juiced. They wanted to get this home win in front of the fans. You could clearly see that coming. And that first night, I don't know if we St. Cloud didn't just stick to the game plan or what, but um, it was not their night for sure. And you could see it. There was frustration going around. There was one, I don't know who it was, I can't remember, got a penalty on the North Dakota fan and he or guy, and he just comes up and I think it was Henches maybe, just comes and, Pushes the other guy over and takes a penalty on himself. Yeah. Any other? What another series, boys? I think another series that we should touch on is the Western Michigan at Duluth series. Uh, Duluth was actually able to win Friday night against a hot Western Michigan team. They won that game five four, and they almost won the second game as well. But Western Michigan was able to edge them out in overtime. Yeah, that's a big one. That's a really big one for Duluth, especially with Western Michigan just being on how big of a streak they're on right now. And I don't know. It's like and. We, it's the same narrative every time within these within the NCHC. It's hard to really get a hard to get a sweep in any of these series, and you know, that's good for uh, good for Duluth. Western Michigan was kind of kind of brought down the earth for a little bit. Yeah, they were that that Friday game was really weird. Um, UMD scored 14 seconds into the game, so I can just imagine how rocking Amsoil was. I mean, boom, you're up by one, and. They scored another one in in the first, so they were up 2-0. And then Western comes back and ties it at 2. And this was just like, Duluth had two separate two-goal leads. They were up then 4-2 again, and then Western would just come and tie it again. I just thought that was really weird that Duluth, you know, they could pull out, but then they just couldn't quite hold that down. And Western obviously didn't quite get the job done. Um, Duluth did score, you know, one more to get the dub in regulation. But we've seen this lately with Duluth. I don't. I'm not a huge fan of Fanti right now in that he he only faced 24 shots and let up four goals. I and we saw this against Omaha too. He wasn't solid. Yeah, it seems like week in and week out, Duluth is having a ton of shots on net, but their goaltending just can't keep up and win the game for him. It was a prime example against Miami where. Uh, Duluth had a ton of shots, and they even they couldn't beat Miami, which is the worst team in the NCHC. 
Yeah, that's that's definitely a problem they got to deal with. Uh, who's their uh, second goalie that they would exchange him with? You know. Oh God, it's not Stasekul because he's still out. But yeah, they just they have a big big problem. Ryan, do a little research while you're at it here. <laughs> I'll, I'll keep talking about that second game now. I want to talk about too because again, Western came out kind of slow. It was a it was a one zero. They only scored. They only had six shots on net in the whole first period. Jeez. So. Clearly, West Western was not out shooting them by any means either of these games. Um, Western answered and then answered again after Duluth scored, and this game did go into OT, and Western did come out on top. But Fanti again, or I think as a total, Western only had like they had less than twenty shots, and Duluth had thirty. But Fanti just could not, you know, keep it together. I don't know. I mean. This, they're going to be playing St. Cloud twice this month. On Tuesday games, that got rescheduled. That just got announced last week. So that'll be fun. We talked to Spencer a little bit about that. But yeah. it's going to be interesting if St. Cloud's powered offense gets back on the grind and they can get anywhere above 20 shots on goal, which I assume they can. Yeah. I think we could see a potential big, big goals for St. Cloud. Yeah, especially within the conference, it's like if you have a goalie issue and it's been consistent throughout numerous series, you gotta you gotta be looking at other options because it's like this is not the right time to be having any of those uh, inconsistency issues. I get that it's like sometimes like goalies will have a bad bad series or bad game or whatever, but when it comes down to it, it's like when you if you're gonna have numerous stretches of letting up uh, high percentage. Uh, for goaling or for goals, then, I mean, that's an issue that they got to look at, especially within this conference, which is the most competitive conference. Yeah, I believe their backup goalie would either be Ben Pat, a fifth-year goaltender, and or it would either be Brady Anderson, another senior goaltender that they have. I feel like I've heard Anderson. He might have played, I don't know. But, yeah, I mean, that was not the time you want to have goalie problems. No. And, obviously, Minnesota just had that not too long ago with – LaFontaine heading out, but uh, Justin's been holding up decently in that so far. But, yeah, and another thing I just want to bring up about St. Cloud, North Dakota, uh, we did bet the over on Friday, and the over hit. It was six, and there was eight goals scored, so shout-out to the over. Nice. I know. Our buddy JB, he was questioning me. I was like, just bet the over, trust me, and boom, it hit. So that was one good thing that came out of Friday. There you go. And a series I wouldn't mind taking a look at is guess what, boys? Anybody take a guess? Is that uh Dame. Nope. Arizona State? Yes, yep. against Mankato. You know, I did pick a split, and it obviously didn't happen. And no, ASU did not sweep, for those who don't know. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it was closer games than I honestly probably expected. Um, Actually, the first game, if I would have been watching, which I wasn't, sadly, ASU scored in the first minute. So imagine how hyped... I'd have been if I was, I would have been jumping off the walls. <laughs> going crazy. But then the little problem was, you know, with the hype train was leaving the station. But then Cato scores four in a row to make it four to one. Yikes. So, and then ASU did score one more. But the shots were actually pretty even. It was only twenty six to thirty three. I was kind of surprised that, you know, ASU could actually put up that many against Mankato. I, uh, Mankato is just obviously number one in their conference. By how much, Ryan? You were looking this up not too long ago. Yeah, they're up 15 points actually right now, which is insane. In the CCHA, what a powerhouse of a conference. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so ASU actually had a little bit of fight in them. And then the second game, ASU scored again in the first period first. 
but they just couldn't hold up another lead and let him score four in a row again. I don't know. ASU, what the heck? Mankato did have 23 shots on goal in the second period, so that's like more than Western Michigan had all game. But So obviously you're going to get some goals on that. And ASU actually, they had a push, boys. They scored two goals late in the third to make it a 4-3 to three game, but they couldn't get the job done with the empty net, and Ryan Sandlin scored his second empty net goal to make it a 5-3. to three. So the Sun Devils didn't quite have the weekend they were looking for, but, um, you know, we can only... We can only keep building the tracks on this railroad, so it's going to keep going. The train's going to ch- keep chugging. Do you think they will make the tournament? No, but <laughs> but just because just because you know we we aren't going to find the gold out west doesn't mean we aren't going to die trying, right? Exactly. Oregon Trail type stuff. <laughs> yeah, touching on this series, they were actually decently close games, only losing by two goals each night. Trust me, I know. Yeah, they were. I thought Arizona State <laughs> actually played well against the best team in the country right now. And yeah, they have. They could be a solid team next year. You never know. I think I think you're looking at the series and just how Mankato can. They were in a deficit for both of those games, like you said, and I don't know, just the pure talent out of Mankato and how they're able to store bunches of goals within like that second period. It's like they have, they have an issue where, you know, like St. Cloud can't score in the second period, but Mankato's all over that, and so. Yeah, no, that's good for ASU. That boy, Nathan. Yeah, I, I'm. I can't say I'm disappointed with the weekend after, you know, what it could have been. I guess. True. It could have been a lot worse. Boys, how about another pick we had? How did Wisconsin do this weekend, Ryan? That's a good question. <laughs> I thought you didn't pick them a split against Michigan, but, you know, you did pick a split. I mean, luckily, okay. but not luckily. Sorry, I'm the noob here. How did they do Friday night? I saw they got whooped on Saturday. They night. lost both of them. It was Friday night. They lost five to one. Oh wow, it's pretty close. Yeah, that's too bad. I, you know, taking us, taking a split is kind of a hard decision. I mean, it shows that now Wisconsin at the Kroll Center can lose games. Now Michigan's hitting. Uh, Michigan's got to hit their hard point or their hot point right now. So they got to go and make this run in Big Ten and keep that lead. So yeah. Maybe all the luck got taken out in basketball. That is true, yeah. Wisconsin basketball's doing pretty good. That second game, Wisconsin actually outshot Michigan 40-37, to which is pretty good. But was was Rowan that? Or Mo? I mean, which one? Um, Better have been Mo. I didn't, I didn't watch this series either. You know, I'm actually looking forward to this weekend just because I'm going to be home. Who did? Um, Cameron Rowe. Bro, why would he be back in that? I'm not sure. Just, well, I bet Mo started the first night and he just got his ass pounded. That's probably why. But I'm looking forward to watching a lot of hockey this weekend just because I'm at home, just going to be chilling, not going to be at a game. Just going to be able to watch a lot of different games this weekend. So True. it's going it's to be fun. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to enjoy it thoroughly. But, yeah, Wisconsin just they couldn't handle it. I mean – I mean, what else can you say? I mean, it's just it's, it's Michigan. It's just how it is. They're eight. Wisconsin's now eight and sixteen, and like two on the season. So yeah, they. I don't know, poor guys. Another series I did want to kind of mention was that I was surprised about watching throughout uh, NCHC TV uh, for that St. Cloud North Dakota first game, uh, Denver Miami, and that. Ooh yeah, yeah that was that Friday, unreal. That Friday game, Miami and Denver go to overtime. And I was getting updates of that during the St. Cloud game. I'm like, no, there's no way. And then 
they go to overtime and then Denver pulls it out. But you know, Miami able to keep it close that second day too, losing by two goals, four to two. But I don't know. Miami has a weird tendency with some of these teams to just go out and take, you know, possibly take one game. They just can't get the seem to get it done. Yeah, I don't know how they can. Some teams they can just stay close like that. Denver outshot them forty-five to twenty. Yeah. On Friday, it's just like it was like Duluth all over again. Yeah. I remember we were sitting uh, in Ralph Engelstead Arena, and across the way they had scores rolling all the time of just other college games going on. And Miami was up four to two at one point. I was like, "Geez, no way!" They're, on Denver, this is a a team that has been hyped up the last you know few weeks since Christmas. And I was like, what? After Miami let up 19 goals last weekend, how is this going on right now? Yeah, another Friday night game that surprised me in the NCHC was Colorado College uh, playing Denver. Colorado College actually won 4-1 to on Friday night, which is insane. Was that Denver? I mean, Omaha. Uh-huh. <laughs> and yeah. on Saturday night, Omaha only won by one goal. Omaha has not looked special recently. No. I mean, these teams in the NCHC, if you compare them to any other conference, if you put Colorado College in the CCHA, they'd probably win without Cato. Yeah. If you'd switch Cato out, they'd probably, I don't know. These teams could, although Miami did not show it last weekend, I feel like they do have a chance kind of, you know, every now and then that they can pull out a win against somebody if they come together. And after last weekend, they are probably like, boys, we got to get this together. Because right. that was embarrassing. I'd be embarrassed if I was Miami after last weekend. After letting up an NCAC record 19 goals in a series, I'd be embarrassed. Yeah, we've touched on it multiple times this year, how powerful the NCHC is. And I agree with Nathan. I feel like every team in the NCHC could go dominate every other conference easily. Minus Colorado College and Miami, some <sighs> games. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's weird. Omaha kind of started off the season like, Looking pretty good. They were, yeah, really good. Yeah, top ten. Yeah, they were sitting pretty, and now they're just kind of taking a spill. And you know, there's how many down in the conference there sits in the conference right now. So it's, yeah, I don't know. Omaha's taking a fall, and I wasn't really expecting that out of them, out of the way that they've been playing. You don't know. I mean, they kind of. I feel like they have a similar play style to a Western Michigan, where they're not speedy. They're just kind of there, they're physical, and they can score goals. Yeah. So it's kind of weird to see a play style like that kind of get shunned, especially against Colorado College, I guess. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I I would not doubt if they can get back on their tracks this season. And one game, this one-game series, we predicted UMass, UMass, Lowell, that we predicted this week. I picked Lowell, and you guys picked UMass. I don't know why, but (laughs) UMass did win. And... (laughs) This was a Sunday game, so it was just kind of, you know, it was early, too. But UMass Lowell should have won this game. I mean, not that, like, the shots were, they were tied, but they had a they had a two-goal lead. No, they didn't. It was 2-2, it was I guess, but they scored first. It was at home for them. They've been away. They had, they, you know, they were obviously, a couple weeks ago, they were looking really, really good. They were on a big winning streak, and then they go to Merrimack and get swept. And that's not a good look on them. You know, with the Hockey East the way it is this year, we've seen that so much where it's just like, what is going on here? We don't know. UMass has been kind of on a push lately, though. So if they can keep that rolling, I would not doubt if UMass could end up on top. Yeah, another thing that we should, I think we should touch on is 
uh, the Big Ten Conference. It's very surprising that Ohio State's actually second in the conference ahead of Minnesota and Notre Dame. I don't think any of us would have predicted that early in the year. Def- definitely not. Ohio State's come out of nowhere almost. Yeah, it's weird. It's, we've been critical of them throughout the whole season so far. It's just like, how are they there? Well, I mean, they're sitting at second in the Big Ten now, and they're only two points out for first behind Michigan. All it would take is a Michigan uh, weird loss, which we've seen before, and then they'd kind of be right back up in there. So, yeah, I don't know. Ohio State's pretty, playing pretty well, and they're just kind of sneaking in there. It's like, what are they, top ten in the, in the polls this week? Yeah, nine. They're number nine. That's and just... Head of teams like UMass and North Dakota. So, I can't believe that. That's just nuts. Yeah, this Big Ten, I mean, this Big Ten conference is nuts with tuning the top three for sure. Michigan, Ohio State, Minnesota. And speaking of Big Ten, I don't know, if, did we talk about the Minnesota-Notre Dame game at all? Series? No. Uh, Friday night, my Irish, yeah, I don't even know. How, they went to the fucking dump. <laughs> they just got taken to the cleaners 5-1. to one, And... I don't know why Ryan Bischel was not in net. I thought he was the starter for sure, especially against a hard Minnesota team, but he wasn't. And Galata, he let up three goals on two shots. <laughs> so one of them wasn't even a shot on goal, and he let it in. So he was in net for about 11 minutes, I think it was. Yeah. And then Bischel came back, and he still let two more in. But I don't That definitely, if you let three goals in in the first 11 minutes, your whole vibe is just gone for the night. You know, unless you can score the next one or get one in fast, you just, it's just, it's just not going to work out. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think the whole problem that Friday night game was goaltending, obviously, like Nathan touched on. The shots were in favor of Notre Dame 29 to 24, and they had one more uh, power play. So they just couldn't get the job done at all. Yeah, if you're sitting on the penalty kill all game, that doesn't help. But then Saturday rolls around, it was a lot closer game. Bischel started, thankfully. I'm a Bischel guy. Bischel, send me your jersey, bro. And it did go to OT, but uh, Notre Dame pulled it out. That's a, big win. That's a big win for Dame in OT. It is. Against Minnesota, I mean, you know, Notre Dame, they've had their they've had their shine, shining lights so far, sometimes this year, but... This was a series I'd have liked to see a sweep out of them if they really wanted to try to take control of the conference somehow. But, you know, they've beaten every single team in the Big Ten this year. They beat Michigan. They swept Michigan. They beat Minnesota. Now, you know, some of the top contenders, they they split with Ohio State that series not too long ago, so they've beaten every team. They When the tournament rolls around, watch out for the Irish. And you know what, boys? That was That was a lot of games. And now we... We got a lot of polls to talk about. <laughs> so why don't we take a look at what the alleged professionals have to say, and then let's see what we have to say. Anything interesting, boys? I, I know something. I can't believe that St. Cloud is still seventh after this weekend. Yeah, I was surprised yeah, seeing true. that as well. And North Dakota, they only moved up one spot, which is very surprising. Like uh, Ryan mentioned earlier, Ohio State jumped into the top ten, which is awesome. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I definitely, when the polls came out, I was kind of wondering – Especially that North Dakota didn't jump up higher, or yeah, I would, and I was I was kind of wondering. I was like, you know, if St. Cloud would have lost, you know, by like a couple more goals within that second game of North Dakota, I think that they could have jumped down farther. But I don't know. Out of North Dakota, we have we've seen some inconsistencies out of them, so maybe they're taking that into the account. Um, kind of looking within the top, like the top ten. 
isn't it anything crazy. I think Ohio State deserves to be there. I think, you know, Massachusetts or uh, UMass, they're going to be sticking around for a little bit, especially within that conference. And Denver has their first place voter still. Yeah, he He's must be strong. loving it up out there. Yeah. I yeah. don't know. But, you know, one thing, I don't know, I think these the people who obviously uh, make the polls, I think they really look at the technical side of the game where, like, you know, that second game was technically a tie between St. Cloud and North Dakota. They, I, If you actually look at the gameplay, I think you could make it a totally different poll here. Yeah. You know, if you look at how these teams play, like, I think Western Michigan should be way higher than fifth compared to a Michigan or a Denver. But when you look at the technicalities of it, looking not really the the quality teams of who they're playing, even Quinnipiac, I don't know. They've only lost two games all year in regulation. But look at the conference compared to somebody like a Denver, Western Michigan, you know, even Ohio State. But when your polls are kind of like that, you know, I'm not I'm not so sure exactly how yeah. they how they can figure that out. And a shout out right now, just real quick live. It's Tuesday. Boston College is up three to two on Harvard. Boston College has been terrible. They haven't won a game all year. <laughs> so this is this is really bad for them. And I just wanted to uh give that little shout out. And oh, I had this other stat too. Western Michigan, going back to Duluth real quick. This was their first road loss since November. Losing really? losing in Duluth. First road loss. Since November. So that just shows how good of a team they are at home and away. Jesus. I do think it's pretty interesting how the top three teams are in pretty poor conferences. We got Cato at one. with They're in the basically the easiest conference ever, I think. And Quinnipiac, they're also in an easy conference. And I think Western Michigan could easily be above Denver and Michigan like Nathan touched on. I just think Western's a solid team, obviously. And I want to give a shout-out to the 21st team here, AIC. They were on an 11-game run. They did just take a L to Holy Cross. It was Holy Cross, not Sacred Heart. I think it was Holy Cross a couple nights ago, 5-4. to four, So And they were down like 3-0, so they really came back in that game too. But AIC has kind of been on a little run lately. And two other teams that were not rated last week are now in 19-20 and 20 with Boston University and Clarkson. Was Clarkson rated at another point this year? Do you guys remember? I don't remember off the top of my head. They might have been at 19 or 20 just like this. But another team that has really been falling lately is Omaha. They they have not been solid the second half or last, like, five, six weeks. Hopefully they can figure something out if they want to make it to the tournament. Yeah, that's true. And then, Nathan, I'm sure that you see Arizona State. I mean, he's they're still sitting around. They're getting votes in there, so... Yeah, they got six. That's more than Bemidji, <laughs> which I got that pick right. They, Bemidji got absolutely swept last weekend. So Northern Michigan, I can't believe Northern doesn't have more votes, actually. I mean, they've been, they've been pretty dominant this year, kind of. Are they second? Who's second in the CCHA, Ryan? Northern Michigan. I can't believe they don't have more votes than that. I don't know. And you see teams like, you know, Northeastern and Michigan Tech's actually clowning. They're clowning on Northern Michigan right now, though. Yeah, five to one. Right now. Five to one. Is that over? I think it is. Five to one final score. Northern Michigan did it absolutely clown tonight. But <laughs> Mich- Michigan Tech did have their sick white Jays on. I don't know if you guys saw it or not, but no. they had some pretty clean white Jays. So that's probably why. And this was one of those that got rescheduled, if we don't remember. But 
you know, boys, let's go around and give our own little polls here. Top five. We're going top five because these guys don't have it right, clearly. I can go first. Um, for my number one spot, I'm going to stick with what the professionals think in Mankato. I think just what Mankato's been able to do to teams is absolutely embarrassing and stick within every single major category within the NCAA this year has been really impressive. I'm really in- impressed with that team. Uh, number two is Western. I'm sitting on Western. They're number five in these polls. They're better than five. Um, I think they're better than Denver, who is above them. Um, within the NCHC, they're the team to watch, and they're the team that's has the best chance to win the Penrose right now. Uh, number three, I have Quinnipiac. Just Quinnipiac, just how they've been able to do goaltending, I think has been really impressive this year, and they've stuck throughout that, uh, throughout the whole entire season. Number four, I have Michigan. Michigan within that Big Ten. They could slip out of my top five if they don't watch themselves. Uh, kind of looking at the Big Ten. They got to win most of these games because teams like Ohio State and Notre Dame are coming for them. So big win against Wisconsin. I'll give them credit for that. And then Denver I have at five. I haven't really seen a whole ton of Denver. Um, them losing to Miami this last or going to overtime with Miami this last week has been is kind of like shocking to me. It's kind of surprising to see them up there, in my opinion. But I just look at it in NCHC. They're another team that's very, very dangerous. So a whole NCHC is dangerous. You've probably heard it a trillion times, anybody who's listened to this. But, yep, that is my top five. My top five are pretty similar, but not quite. At number one, I have Western Michigan. They've been showing, showing all year that they're absolutely dominating home and away. And I believe they can keep it going and make a deep run in the tournament. At two, I have Cato. They might have an easy conference, but they've also won a lot of big games against teams like St. Cloud and uh, a bunch of other teams. At three, I have Quinnipiac. I have been doubting them lately, but they just keep on winning, so I can't really take them out of my top five. At four, I have St. Cloud. Even though they lost a tough series against North Dakota, I just think they have the experience to make a deep run in the tournament and... At five, this might be a shocker, but I have Ohio State. Ooh. I think they're gonna. Oh, okay. I think they're gonna uh, keep it rolling in the Big Ten and ho- hopefully beat Michigan because none of us really like Michigan. Happened on that Buckeye train. I mean, I I was actually I think I was thinking of it. I can't remember when I was putting this together, which was I I thought about maybe putting Ohio State, but yeah, at one I'm sticking with these guys. I have Mankato. I don't know. They've just shown that. At 25 and five as a record, which is good, although they, like we said, might not be playing the best teams, they can still stick it up with the big guys. So I'm going with them at one and at two. Obviously, it's Western Michigan. I don't know what these guys are saying. They're better than five. They've sure there's maybe they're 17 and six. I don't care. How did they drop two? They lost to, <laughs> they lost to Duluth, in Duluth, but and they were close. They were both close yeah, games. Duluth has been by, a solid team. Yeah. All year. yeah, it is one goal, and then they sure they win in overtime, but like, I don't know, I, I don't know, but and then, I was just kind of talking smack about Quinnipiac, but I'm still keeping them at three. I mean, yeah, they play easy teams maybe, but they sometimes just blow them out. And Quinnipiac has looked solid. We watched one of the games against was it Princeton again last week? Yep. Two weeks ago they beat them nine zero, and last week I think they beat them six zero. So they're still they're still a good team. At four, I am with the Denver first place voter. I, I don't know about Denver either. After especially after this last weekend with what we saw, I'm not sure how strongly I really do think of them. This weekend is going to be a big test for them, at home against St. Cloud, who just 
who just got, you know, shown shown what's up in North Dakota. So they're going to come out wanting to win bad. They, I guarantee they were so embarrassed Friday night. And so it's going to be a big, big show for Denver. If they could somehow get a sweep, I think Denver definitely deserves that credit. And then five, this is going to be a shocker, I think, for everybody here. Guess who I have? Anyone want to take guesses? ASU. Yale. I have North Dakota. Oh, really? I think that if North Dakota, if they can play with heart every night the way they did this last weekend, they could go out and win anywhere. Especially, oh, not if they don't have their loser fans, assholes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, sure. That's that's true. The Ralph does help him out a bunch, you know, with the scoring, blah blah blah. But I don't know. They just played so well, and even if they didn't play as good, or St. Cloud just played better the second night, they still found a way to win it in the shootout, which it is what it is. But I mean, they were still solid. Sanderson, he's gonna be gone for a little bit now with the Olympics, um, so they're gonna have to try to find a way to win without him. But I still think they can be a solid team, and they're getting better. They did not start out the best this season. They lost to Penn State. So I think they can only improve as they get to know each other better, boys. Uh, one thing I want to touch on about North Dakota, they have been on a roll lately, or not lately, but last weekend. And they have, they've had a lot of home games so far this year, and upcoming on their schedule they have a lot more road games, which should be tough for them. They're not as good on the road just because they have the a lot of fans that go to that Ralph place. <laughs> yeah, and you know our buddy Carl, he was there too this weekend, wasn't he, Ryan? Yeah, Carl was there. He did. He loved the arena. <laughs> but yeah, he was there. He had a good time. I think. I don't know. Has he been there before? No. It doesn't matter. He I said he's know. not going back. <laughs> I mean, I don't. Th- I mean, we had like a free trip, so I don't think I'll be going back unless it's for some sort of championship game. But that True. that won't happen because the tournament will be in the Excel Energy Center. Was that a North Dakota fan, like an average, like thirty-year-old dude, or was he like old? No, he was a he was made like a college boy, yeah. like oh, maybe he a was? senior in college. Oh, he's a loser then. He was a he had his girlfriend next to him, wasn't even that hot, no. and. It's like, I guarantee you, it's just like, hey, hey, babe, you want to go to a little game tonight? Just trying to show off a little bit. He knew nothing about hockey. <laughs> just nothing. Sitting in front row glass seats, like $100 seats. I don't know. He didn't even know what side of the ice to buy it on. Why would he buy the opposing yeah. team's net? I don't know. But there were, you know, I talked with one dude who was just a beast. Ryan Ryan uh, videotaped it, and... He was he was like yeah throwing back the beers pretty good so nice, nice there was there were some pretty fun people around us yeah it wasn't bad not like you'd expect to get chirped I guess not like last time yeah that was worse but also it was still there it's always hard to go to North Dakota losing it sucks it does just suck because they have a nice arena it just sucks the hotel was terrible afterwards the vibe oh we did play Marco Polo in the pool so that, that, was, is, that was that's always that's a, a highlight Ryan had a bad time after the game though yeah. well boys let's uh let's take a look at the weekend upcoming here the first games of february we are already one month into 2022 what do we got boys ryan you want to lead us off again or you want me to take it over i got it okay uh first series that we have here st cloud at denver another big nchc matchup for both teams denver hopes to keep it rolling and keep rising in the polls and st cloud needs to bounce back after a tough series loss uh, against North Dakota. For this one, I'm going to have to go with a split. I think both teams are very solid in the whole NCAA. 
I think either team could sweep, actually, but I'm just going to go with a split. Yeah, I kind of feel bad for not taking St. Cloud in a sweep last week, so I'm going to take St. Cloud in a sweep over Denver here. I think that it's you know, it's going to be the first game for St. Cloud without their, without their head coach now. I think they're going to have to come in here and they're going to have to show that they can win uh, without some of these guys at the Olympics. But I'm going to take St. Cloud in the sweep. they got to get back on it, and they'll bounce back. Yeah, you know, I always forget to do this, the points. We have a – actually, somebody – you guys were tied last week. Now Ryan Michelson does have 50 points on the Ooh, year. Big 5 So, yes, he has a half a point lead on the other Ryan at 49.5, and I am in a close third at 43 and a half. Ooh. So – we're getting, I don't know if we're getting closer or not, but. Uh, <laughs> You're at the consistent, like, seven-point margin throughout the I whole entire I think the first two or three weeks just shafted me. Yeah, I got, like, one. ASU sweep all I got, the time. like, <laughs> one or two points in a couple of those weeks, but I've been, like, not bad lately, sadly. I am also going to take St. Cloud in a sweep. I think I took them last week in a sweep, too, but I, they have something to show now. They need to absolutely just bring the doghouse down in Denver. Exactly. Pioneers are going to be pioneered. I don't <laughs> even know if that's a thing. But <laughs> pioneered. That's what it is. Wow. So that's what's going to happen this weekend. Yep. St. Cloud scoring um, a total of 15. 12 goals on the weekend. 12 goals. Exactly. Uh, for the next one, we have a little Big Ten matchup. Penn State going into Notre Dame. Penn State and Notre Dame have kind of been cold lately. Really? I dare you to pick Penn State. I dare you. I dare you. Uh, I would love to, but I just can't. I'm going to go with the split again. Well, that's still picking them one game. <laughs> Are you kidding? Notre Dame is not as good as they were earlier in the year. This is going right. It's like in the Irish homeland here, though. So? That is so. true. You got leprechauns running around all over <laughs> there, so that's going to be freaking nuts. Penn State's going to get lucky. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> I'm going to take Notre Dame in a sweep. Uh, Notre Dame, if they want any chance within this Big Ten to try to make a move up, they got to keep winning these games. Now you got to get got to get it what? They got to get it what, Nathan? Let it, let it roll. Let it roll. Ready to roll. Ready to roll. Okay. Notre Dame. There you go. Roll that, was, that wasn't even a deep one right there. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't kill the mic that hard. Yeah. Roll Dame, take him and sweep. Yeah, and I'll probably do the same thing. Wait, well, yes, I am doing the exact same thing. Penn State sweep? Nope. Should I just for the meme? Yeah. No, that's how I lose points because Notre Dame is definitely going to get the sweep this weekend. You guys want to go? Yeah. Should we go? go? Road trip. I'm pretty sure Harvard just scored a goal 40 seconds into the third period to tie it up. Just throwing (laughs) that out there. Okay. But should we just take a little roadie trip out to Indiana? Yeah. Yeah, we could do it. We drove by there on the way to Pittsburgh last year, so I could get us exactly there. We just yeah. got to get through Chirac, <laughs> and we'll be good. Next one, we have a little matchup between Colgate and Cornell. For this one, I'm going to have to go with the Cornell sweep. Yeah. I just don't see Colgate getting the job done. Cornell sweep for Ryan, I bet. Is that what he's saying? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm going to go I'm gonna go Cornell sweep. I haven't heard much of Colgate Colgate, remember when they were? I said something about them that toothpaste. Oh yeah, you said that. I don't. That was. What did you say? You're gonna brush over the competition or something? Uh, who were they playing? Were they playing? Were they playing Western? I think they were playing Western. What they were? They were like, I'm gonna brush over the competitions, and Western's gonna get off their high horses or something. Yeah, yeah, Western's gonna get off their high horses, and Colgate's gonna like. Yeah, you put Colgate the win or something. I don't know. Yeah, that didn't work out very well. Yeah, it's definitely Cornell. 
you know, I said a while ago that Cornell is going to take this conference, maybe not in the regular season, but at least in the tournament. Uh, obviously, Quinnipiac has just been boosting it up. And Colgate, what have they done special lately? They've beaten Vermont. They've beaten Merrimack once. They did beat Arizona State once. Uh, they beat Dartmouth. Wow. Ryan, what did you say about Dartmouth? Uh, they're absolutely terrible. <laughs> they're actually worse than Yale. I do love my Yale team, but they're also terrible. But somehow Dartmouth is worse. They did? Oh, okay, yeah. Are they yeah. worse than St. Thomas? No. St. Thomas is still the worst team in the country. So this is a home-and-home, home, if that changes anybody's mind. I'm just throwing that out there. Mm-mm. Nope. No? Rawr. The only wins that Merrimack has – oh, wait, no, that's a lie. I was – okay. Merrimack. Colgate, they, they beat Merrimack in OT, so that doesn't even count. But that's not a conference. I'm going to go with the Cornell. I was trying to look at any ways I could possibly take a split here, but I just can't find a way that I would want to. I don't think Colgate's 9-14. and 14, That's not the worst record, but they've beaten Yale. They've beaten Brown. They've beaten Dartmouth. It's like, yeah, I could go beat up on little kids in the parking lot, too. That doesn't make me a <laughs> boxer. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, come on. <laughs> I don't know. There's just no way I can take them. Uh, Ryan, what's the next one? Is the next one Northern Mish at Bemidji? Yeah, yeah. Okay. For this one? I'm going to have to go with a Northern Michigan sweep. Bemidji has not been solid this year like they were last year. They somehow made the tournament and ended up beating Wisconsin. Wow. That's crazy. Um, I'm going to go with a split just for the fact that Northern Michigan, you know, when you're playing within these mid midweeks like they're playing right now or the game's over or whatever it is, uh, you got a short turnaround. I think that takes an effect on some of these college players that maybe aren't expecting it before. Tip of Midget, you can take the first game, but Northern will take the second one. Yeah, I definitely was high on Northern until tonight. If if I was uh, making these picks like a half an hour ago, I would have picked a Northern Michigan sweep. But after they just got blown out tonight, I'm going to have to go with the split. I think they can get one. Uh, but Midget, they've lost six in a row, though. So they kind of need to get something going here. Just in general, I think it's about time for him to get at least one win. I still think Northern is going to take one, you know, at Bemidji, so that might help. Hopefully the little beeves are out there cheering them on, little beaver nation. I don't know what you call it, but they need some fans in that building, although I don't know if I'd want to go. Nope. Go ice fishing instead. But, yeah, I'll go with a split, too. I think that's the right way to go. Uh, for the next one, we have AIC at RIT, which is a little Atlantic hockey matchup. Yeah, we haven't picked too many of those this year. We have not. Um, RIT is actually third in the Atlantic, and AIC is one. So I'm going to have to go with a split. Both solid teams in their conference, and uh, RIT is actually at home. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go AIC. I don't really know a whole lot about these teams, but uh, I just think AIC, they got a better record, and I think they can play well. That's yeah. really it. No, I mean – I believe we watched, oh, was it Notre Dame that played RIT and lost to them earlier this year? Do you remember that, Ryan? I do not. I believe it was. I don't think it was RPI. Let's see here. Renessler Pyrotechnic Institute. That's what RPI stands for. But I think it was the Rochester Institute of Technology yeah, that they did. did beat Notre Dame. Yeah, they beat them uh, 6 to nothing. No, are you serious? Wait, wait, wait no, no, 3-2, 3-2. I was looking at the Notre Dame win over them. Of course. Yeah, that was the next game, wasn't it? Yep. Yeah. Um, God, I really do want to take 
AIC here in a sweep just because of how good they have been playing. I mean, they had an 11-game winning streak. They did lose to Holy Cross, you know, just recently. I think it was yesterday. But, man, you know, I'm trying to I'm trying to find kind of a way, like I was with Colgate, to try to find a way to take them in a sweep. But I think I'm going to have to go with a split. I mean, RIT, they've just been solid. AIC, it's not like, you know, they're the craziest team out there. And looking at the record, actually, AIC is 14-10-1. So that means if they were just on an 11-game winning streak, what was their record before that, Ryan? Not good. Uh, other Ryan? It was like 3-9-1. No so, yeah, I'll go with a split here. I think AIC should be. I would not be surprised if RIT could pull off a sweep, though, and that would be the, huge for them in the conference. There's an important stat that might uh, trickle your mind a little bit. Out of the last 26 meetings, RIT has won 17 times out of the oh, last 26 wow. meetings. That's that's a pretty dominating stat seasons. right there. Yeah. So, not not the hottest for AIC. Can they change it? We'll find out. I don't know. This will be a fun couple games to watch, though. Talking about AIC's 11-game win streak, that is impressive, obviously, after a tough start. But the teams they beat aren't too, like, they're not powerhouses. They beat Air Force, Holy Cross, Mercyhurst, Sacred Heart. So, it doesn't really mean much, but. I no. do think they're going to win their conference with ease. Yeah, I think they will too. Probably. Yeah, and then they'll get smoked by Western Michigan in the tournament. Who's second in the Atlantic? Um, you said that RIT was third and they're first. Who's in between there? It is Bentley. Bentley. Wow, where do they come from? I remember it wasn't too long ago they were just getting bent every weekend. Shut <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, Ryan, take us to our last one. That was the last one. What? No. We have a one-gamer, UMass Lowell at Boston College. Okay, UMass Lowell at Boston College. BC has been absolutely awful this year. Are they they up tonight? Oh, they're tied. Oh, Harvard just took the lead, 4-3. BC terrible this year. They were very good last year, but they lost a few key players like Boldy and Spencer Knight. So for this one, I'm going to have to go with UMass Lowell. They're going to win after they lost last week to UMass. Yeah, I'm going to take UMass Lowell, too. I just think that these type of games, you know, with a lower, higher seed and a lower seed within the conference, it really makes a difference for these higher seeds that get these type of wins. UMass obviously beating Lowell this last weekend is a big hit within that hockey East. Lowell's only up by one point yet, but this is a game that Lowell will have to win, and they will. Yeah, BC hasn't won this year. I don't know if I've said that yet or not. Uh, they have not taken 2022 very well, and I don't think that's going to change this weekend. So it's going to be a low win, especially the way they lost to UMass this last weekend. They want to get back in the win column a little bit. So we all went UL there. Let's do let's do a little goal differential here. Let's get an extra point on the board. Anybody, anybody, anybody? Uh, I'm going to go with a 4-3 win. Okay, so one Ooh. goal. I'll go... God, five two. Oh, three. I like it. I like it. Um, goodness gracious. Who <laughs> is this going to be? Another clown show. This, I'm gonna say. I'm just gonna say a three to one. No, no. If Harvard, oh Harvard's up five to three now. If Harvard can score five in two and a half periods, uh, UMass Lowell is gonna be able to score like. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go six to one. Wow. 
I think they can actually pull that off too. BC will probably win. You think so? <laughs> you never know. <laughs> yeah, it's hockey. It is. It is hockey. Now, wh- what's our name, Ryan? What's our what's our podcast name? Light the lamp. So right now we haven't done this yet, but we're gonna go ahead and just see if we can get a little pick on who from any team is gonna light the lamp this weekend. One of the Ryans can go ahead and start because I haven't picked somebody yet. All right, I know you guys were talking crap about Ethan Frank. I um, wasn't talking crap. I was just like, that's, you're just like, oh, that's just an easy pick. It's kind to of make, a basic. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. You want know to call what? It's, basic, an e- it's an easy. It's an It's a very basic pick. He's leading the country in goals per game, and I, <laughs> I mean, it's like Ryan should you know diversify a little bit and pick someone else. But I like Western Michigan, so I'm gonna go Ethan Frank. I think he's gonna light the lamp uh, Ooh, this weekend. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'm going to have to go with Reese Gaber from North Dakota, even though I do not like North Dakota one bit. I think Reese Gaber is going to keep it rolling. He's been on fire this year, and he's going to score one goal against Omaha. I mean, you know, I guess that's just going to gonna be the way then. I'm going to go with a team that, you know, you guys might not think of too highly. Yeah. Nope. Hmm. Long Island. Oh no! But actually, shout out Long Island. They beat Brown this week, and I love, I love my Lo- Long Island boys. This is their first, you know, really full year. I, we might have to get one of them boys on the podcast because <laughs> they're just sick. They're the Sharks. Hashtag fins up. But no, I'm gonna go with Matt Steinberg on Cornell. I think. I mean, we just talked about how many goals Cornell's gonna score against Colgate. I think this is a good game, and he's got 1.24 points a game. I think he's gonna drive it up again this weekend. He's only a junior, but he's an absolute beast. Thanks, Matt. Matt. Come on the pod. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, shout out Long Island. I don't know. They're pretty sick. They're playing. Are they Are they playing yet, Ryan? I am not sure. Oh, God. I wish I had the stats on that because they were playing tonight, I thought. But Who are you talking about? Long Island. Oh, they were up 2 nothing after the first. That's all I know. Uh, They are up 3-1 to one right now on Union. On Union? With and two minutes left in the third. Union's oh. not a bad team. No. These Long Island boys are coming out of nowhere. <laughs> they might they, – you know, I might be on the ASU hype train, but there might be a uh, what? What should it be called here? The Long Island, um, you know, little ferry or something, little barge, the bussin' barge on a Long Island. Bussin' barge. I don't know. Drinking Long Islands. Yep. And maybe we'll be in Long Island this weekend, boys. But <laughs> I think that's uh, that's we're gonna be Long Island if we lose because we're. Oh, I don't know. What? Nothing. <laughs> Just stop. <laughs> Nothing. Okay, boys, we'll get you next week. Let's let's roll and light the lamp. Pia, no.